Hey, welcome to Crazy Biatch Asians. This is a podcast where we discuss the issues Asians can face in the Western world with a critical mind, a bit of healthy debate, and lots of tea. Hosted by Sydney-based digital marketer Sharon Jiang and journalist Juna Zhu. Coming up on today's episode, we discuss one of the biggest concerns and questions when it comes to dating and finding love as an Asian, especially living in a Western society. Asian fetish. How common is it? Where do you draw the line between having a type and a fetish? Basically, we try to answer all of our and your burning questions about this controversial topic. Well, hello, Shazabongo. Hello, Junesies. How are you today? Very good. But forget all the small talk. I want to know about this big dilemma that you have been talking and hinting to me all about. So I was on a dating app, just casually swiping away, and I got a message from uh, a random guy, and without even introducing himself, he said, hey... I'm really into Asians. I feel like this is very timely because it falls straight into today's topic, which is Asian fetish. (laughs) So, what is the first thing that pops into your head when I mention Asian fetish? First thing on the top of my head without even thinking about it, um, the word exotic, a little bit of creepiness, um, and lots of racial generalizations that's the first thing um without even diving into anything substantial yeah what about you i think exotic nails it on Mm. the head or oriental oriental Mm. okay but that is just our view now according to urban dictionary the definition of asian fetish also known as yellow fever rice kings Rice lovers and rice chasers, which I've never heard before, but (laughs) let's roll with that, is the following. So it refers to the strong attraction to Asians, most prevalent in Caucasian males. Although Asian girls have A's in more than just grades, what they lack in boobs, they make up for in beauty. And I can actually testify to the boob part. (laughs) Only the boob part, though. Um, Usually exotic and petite Guys don't necessarily feel superior, but more masculine around them. That word again, exotic. Exotic. I mean, that's in the Urban Dictionary definition. To add to this, I got a quote from Robin Zeng in a Journal of American Philosophical Association paper. And they said, racial fetish, that is, a person's exclusive or near exclusive preference for sexual intimacy with others belonging to a specific racial outgroup. I think the hardest thing to wrap my head around with this is where do you actually draw the line between having a type and a fetish? Mm. Uh, I think it's important to point out the differences between just having a sexual preference and actually having Asian fetish. I think it's problematic when your racial preferences towards Asians are only centred on racial stereotypes like submissiveness which we will talk about Mm. um, instead of treating the other person as a human Mm. so if you're going into an interaction already assuming that they're going to be a b and c then i think that's a problem yeah so patricia park wrote in her article for bitch media that to and i quote 
To fetishize something is to objectify it to the point that it becomes divorced from the person herself. So I think Asian fetish is concerning if you're already going into a conversation or an interaction with an Asian with these preconceived notions of A, B and C, yeah. racial generalizations, basically. Oh, this just frustrates me because this is exactly why I despise dating so much. And mm. it's just exacerbated and clouded even more with online dating. Yeah. Say, for example, your yeah your dilemma that you had this week yeah it's complex and get this so a study of 2.4 million heterosexual interactions reviewed by a facebook app called are you interested found men of all races besides asian men prefer asian women and would take the effort to message or reply to that girl there's often a thing that we've come across in our research for this episode is that is Asian fetish positive? Like, shouldn't you just take it as a compliment that people are interested in you? Like, Very true. Right? There's this woman interviewed in Robin Jang's paper that said, and I quote, Asian fetishism has a long history of being brushed off as a compliment rather than offensive or bigoted. I've been told I ought to be flattered that so many non-Asian men prefer Asians and Asian American women. So what, my question to you is, would you be flattered? No, because this is why I actually dislike dating so much. I just, all trust is gone. And I think this is why it takes me such a long time to trust people. Mm, yeah. Do they actually like you for your personality and who yeah. you are? Or just because you have black hair and you're 166 centimetres? Yeah, and you're submissive and you'll cook and you'll clean and yes. you'll do everything. And my skin looks like paper. So. Yes, <laughs> which is kind of the rhetoric that we've come across during our research. The whole idea that Asian women are really desirable because we're petite and will serve you, which is clearly uh, not the case. Clearly not the case. I find with Asian fetish, often these racial generalizations are formed without much exposure to the race. I feel like if you've grown up around Asian women and around Asian men, you don't really have such a, a strong stereotype against them because you come across all different types of people. So for example, when I was on exchange in France, oh, I was in a small uh, south of France town, very beautiful, nothing against this town, but I was at the gym once and this lady came up to me and she said, would you be interested in dating my son? He's really into Asians. Oh, and he's a doctor. No, <laughs> the doctor part your parents would yes, approve. Yes, exactly. Uh, the doctor. Mm, tell me more about that. <laughs> no, but she she was saying it on behalf of her son, which meant she knows that her son has a preference. That's but, kind of awkward. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awkward. It just I just have goosebumps now. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't know what to say to that. I don't think it's malicious, but it's a little icky. I think one it's one thing for a guy to say he likes Asian women, but mm. for his mum yeah. to come up to you while you're in the middle of a workout yes. session, I'm guessing that yes. you were working out, yes. and to say, to offer her son 
that is that takes it to the next level. Yeah, I think so too because it, it implies that she has witnessed uh, maybe a routine yes. or he's voiced his preferences yeah. to her. I don't know what the situation is, but I did shoot that down despite him being a doctor. While you were mid-splits. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mid-burpee. Mid Mid-bench press. Oh, no, I don't do bench presses. Who am I kidding? What about you, Junesies? There's not one instance that I can pick out because my dating experience is zilch and I do not go out. But there is one occurrence that comes to mind when we were both out one night and we like to call it the top hat experience, the top hat man. Because purely he was wearing a top hat. Yeah, he was wearing a top hat in the middle of Sydney. 8pm in a bar. Basically. I'm going to paint a picture. He's a about middle-aged um, Caucasian male and he comes up to us and he goes, oh wow, two beautiful oriental girls. The, that word again, oriental. And I said to him, I said, Sir, we actually don't use that word anymore, so it'd be great if you take it out of your vocabulary. The look on Sharon's face when <laughs> Oriental came out of Top Hat's man was priceless. <laughs> but it's, it's often the thing where it's like, again, it's not malicious, but it's icky. Yeah. And I think that's how I feel about Asian fetish. It's, it's not the worst thing to happen to somebody. But it's a little creepy. It is. And it makes you feel a little strange. Yes. We are not saying every single guy has Asian fetish. But then you come across these kinds of people and you're like, wow, it does still exist in Australia. Absolutely. So let's say you're out on a date with someone or you're messaging them or you've just matched on a dating app. What are some red flags that they may have Asian <laughs> fetish. Oh, I love this. Red flags, yes. let's discuss. So I did my little research and an Elite Daily article summed it up on how to spot a guy with yellow fever into six points. And get this, it was written by someone who was married to a guy with yellow fever. Oh, wow. Okay, she's really exposing exactly. this <laughs> Okay, number one. He is the token white guy in a group of Asians. Number two, he initiates conversations in an Asian language. Mm. Number three, his dream is to live in Asia. Number four, he watches Asian porn. <laughs> Number five, he suffers from masculinity issues. So the stereotype of the Asian girl is that she's soft and submissive, cooks and cleans, as we've discussed. And so he feels comfortable around that person. Mm -hmm. And number six, he's dated other Asians and only Asians. And I think that's why social media stalking comes into handy in these types of situations. I'm not saying that someone who has one or a few of these qualities has Asian fetish, mm. but just generally speaking, I'm going to say if they tick off maybe four to six of these, mm -hmm. you should investigate and put your stalking to Put your FBI hat on. Exactly. <laughs> and investigate. Bring out the badge. Well, okay. This list is actually pretty interesting, but I think a lot of the points here are quite blanket statements. Like, he's a token white guy in a group of Asians. A big whoop. Yeah. I mean, your friends are Asian. Who cares? Like, it's, you know, we don't want to vilify people for choosing who they're friends. Like, it's fine. Like, he initiates conversations in an Asian language. That's interesting. 
And I personally hate that because that involves him guessing what Asian, in inverted commas, you are. Most likely he'll say ni hao, but if you're not Chinese, how does that go down? Not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think these points are quite generalized and I agree with you. It's, it's not just because you have one, then you have Asian fetish. It's if, you have, if you've ticked off all six of these boxes, then maybe it's a little, you know, cause for investigation. There's a maybe there. There, there is a maybe, exactly. Because stuff like he's dated other Asians, I would argue, you know, so what? Like, he has a preference. Yeah. Um, his dream is to live in Asia. Okay, my dream is to live in Paris. What does that say about me? Which one do you think most resonates with you? Like, which one do you agree or disagree with? So this kind of branches off point six. He's dated other Asians and the whole idea of investigating slash stalking into their history of what their, in inverted commas, type is. There have been a few male strangers who have followed me on Instagram. Now that by itself is totally fine because Instagram is a great platform to form connections. These people have then reacted to every selfie I've posted on my story. Again, by itself, That is totally fine, and you know what? I'm going to take that as a form of flattery. But then after tapping on their profile, their grid looks, you know, typical and normal. But as you dig a little deeper and look into the people they follow, how do I say this? It's just a list of young Asian girls. So basically, their feed would just be posts from young Asian girls. Now, I might be jumping to conclusions here, but it's a little strange and creepy, right? Yeah. And I don't think that I'm wrong to say that this is some form of yellow fever. I think it really depends on the person's mindset. It's not who you're friends with. It's not like who you've dated in the past. I think we've really tried to make the difference here between sexual preference and Asian fetish. Not every non-Asian who likes Asians has an Asian fetish. If you have preconceived notions of that race and if you're going into an interaction with stereotypes of, you know, this she's Asian, she's going to be submissive, then that's a problem. But if you've got Asian friends, who cares? We live in a multicultural society. Exactly. Okay, I kind of understand where it differs between a type and a fetish now, but I have a few questions still, Mm -hmm. which are still unanswered. One, as much as it's clear that Asian fetish is associated with males, and we've literally been referring to the accused this whole conversation as a male, Mm -hmm. what happens if we turn the tables around? And can women have Asian fetish? Yeah, that's true. Like, I think 100%. Yeah. 100%. And let's, you know, let's even out the genders here. It's exactly. Not, it's not just against males. No. Both. Yeah. Any gender. Let's go both ways. Yeah, any gender, 100%. Like, I think you're right. Throughout this mm. episode, we've been saying males. Because mm. everything in the sort of research that we've done, mm. you know, Urban Dictionary even points out it's a male, male. thing. Yeah, it can 100% be a female All thing. research papers just pointed to males, but yeah. I'm pretty sure there are few, far and many women who 100%. have yeah. Asian fetish. 100%, yeah. So I want to know how common is it and what is it like as a woman to have a thing for Asian men? Yeah, because that's interesting. Everything we've read is about Asian women being submissive, being soft... 
having really porcelain skin, you know, being petite. Those are traits associated with Asian women. They're not traits associated with Asian men. No. So then how would you fetishize an Asian man? Exactly. What are the qualities yeah. that attract? Exactly. Second question. Can you overcome a fetish? Yeah. I think so. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I feel like too. I feel like I've... As I've grown older, my types have kind of broadened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I feel like someone can overcome a fetish. Yeah, 100%. Again, it's the mindset, you know. It's fine if you have a sexual preference. You like Asian women, that's fine. But if you like Asian women because of racial stereotypes and you expect her to be submissive and just cook and clean, that's that not okay. is a no-go. We'd really like to open up the convo to you guys. We want to know your personal anecdotes. So you can email us at crazybiatchasians at gmail.com or slide into the DMs at crazybiatchasians. We just want to flag one more thing that our convo is from a very, very much an East Asian perspective. So if you're any other race from the Asian umbrella, we'd love to hear it. We don't want to speak for you guys. You can share your thoughts uh, on Insta or through email. We do prefer the Insta. We will be on the Insta every day, checking our DMs. But please answer my questions because I am actually genuinely curious about this and Google won't give me an answer. And that's it for our official first episode. We will post all the links to the articles and studies that we've referenced in the episode description below. Please subscribe to Crazy Biatch Asians on your favourite podcast app. And if you got a sec, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so we can keep going. See you all on the Instagram at Crazy Biatch Asians for, not going to lie, the best Asian memes. Literally. Thanks for listening and chat soon.